This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 146. Welcome to another episode of Marriage to the Max. I'm your host, Kelly Hurst. And I'm Brett Hurst. Da, Yay, da, da, da. Brett's back. We're marriage educators and co-founders of Home Encouragement. And this podcast is designed to help you take your marriage to the next level. Well, indeed it is. I think our listeners will be very glad that it's both of us um, recording today. I'm not sure they really care that much. <laughs> I think if, they do. It's much I'm more here, fun together. Yes. Well, today's episode is called Repair Attempts. Ooh, Repair Attempts. Repair Attempts, which is something we've talked about on the podcast. I'm not sure we've ever done like a whole episode about it, but... It certainly comes up a lot in our sessions with couples. Yes, it does. Even more so recently for some reason, but... Uh, John Gottman, who many of our listeners will know, we quote all the time, the one of the leading marriage researchers in the world, mm-hmm. he calls repair attempts a secret weapon of emotionally intelligent couples. And I wholeheartedly agree. Right. Not only in our own personal marriage, but working with couples, we have seen this work well and we've seen it fail miserably. Right. And we're going to talk about a little bit about how you make it one of your secret weapons. So what is a repair attempt? Well, Gottman describes a repair attempt as any statement or action, silly or otherwise, that prevents negativity from escalating out of control. So I think for me, the the key word is negativity or preventing negativity. Mm -hmm. So the inverse is what you want. You want positive forward motion. You need some mojo as you're getting into yeah, this stuff. Yeah. And the way the Gottmans describe it is there's kind of two levels of repair attempts. There's the level of repair attempt of when you're finding yourself in a conflict conversation. Uh-huh. Like you're starting to sense that we're getting upset. Someone's getting defensive. Da, 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 da. We're getting ready to rumble here. Yeah. So like that's the during the conflict repair attempt. Uh-huh. And then there's the after everything has happened and let's say it has gone off the rails and you've said or done things you regret, that's kind of after the battle. That that is when you can also make repair attempts. Right. So these repair attempts can be phrases, they can be um, sentimental uh, things between y'all that both of you recognize easily. Mm -hmm. Little reminders. Little reminders, yeah. They can be humorous. Mm -hmm. We're going to kind of unpack that in in a little bit, but but the key is that they elicit positivity between the two of you. Yes, and they keep the couple from going off the rails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they keep the couple from building up resentment after the fact. The the master couples, the the ones that Gottman says are the ones who do it well. Mm-hmm. You know, not perfectly. I always want to say that. But the emotionally intelligent couples, mm-hmm. they do repair attempts early and often. Yeah. Um, because it's a value for them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to say when, when we're talking about repair attempts, we tend to think of repairs being made to things that are broken. So our car breaks down, our washing machine breaks, we get it repaired. But in relationship terms, repairs are not so much about fixing what's broken. It's just getting back on track. Right. 
So in other words, repair when it comes to marriage doesn't necessarily equal resolve. Mm -hmm. You can repair during or after an argument and still not have resolved the issue, whatever it is. But it's getting the two of you moving forward together in positive direction. Yep, exactly. The thing I love about what the Gottmans teach is since every couple is unique, you know, as we say, kind of like their own fingerprint, uh-huh. this means that you can and should get creative around how you do this. Yeah. Well, we're good at that. <laughs> we're the, you know, we always say what works at our house may not work at your house, you mm-hmm. know, and vice versa. I'm it's sure that's true. Very true. One of the biggest things that the Gottmans found in their research is that they found out that making a repair attempt is not sufficient. Mm-hmm. It has to be received well. Right. In fact, they talk about how for several years in their research, they were focusing on the person making the repair attempt. Hmm. And they discovered that, no, what really is the crucial key is how it's received. So it occurs to me that this is kind of a a miniature of the art of learning to take care of one another. Absolutely. In fact, this is probably where that shows up as much as any anything. Mm-hmm. It takes practice learning what your mate is going to respond to best. Right. You know, you'll you'll screw this up, you'll get it wrong, you'll try an error and all of that. And then eventually if you're a student of your spouse, you'll learn to figure out what he or she responds to. Right. You're trying to preserve the couple's friendship together Absolutely. with the, with the repair attempt. Yeah. In fact, this is what the Gottmans say. They say what separates stable, emotionally intelligent couples from others is not that their repair attempts are necessarily more skillful or better thought out, but that their repair attempts get through to their partner. Mm -hmm. This was a shift in their research. They, As I said before, they were originally looking at the person making the repair attempt. They realized it was the recipient of the repair that made all the difference. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because it, like you can try an, a repair attempt, but if it goes over like a lead balloon, you know, and is not received, then it's not a successful repair attempt. So these repair attempts, I mean, I think for us, they work more intuitively, mm-hmm. uh, but for other couples, it might be something where they're, they've uh, really verbalized it in a non-heated moment. Mm-hmm. You know, this is our repair attempt. Uh-huh. We're, we're, we're kind of building up all this excitement about a repair attempt. This is really... It can be something very small. Very small, very simple. So let's get into what it is. Okay. Well, so some examples of a, what I'll call a minor repair attempt. So let's say you're in the heated conflict. Things are getting a little, you know, negative or a little emotional. Or even you're about to get into it. Right, right. You can use humor. Now, what I will say is I think that's a very... What's funny to one person is not funny to the next person. You need to sort of tailor this to your relationship. Right. I know some couples where humor would not go over well. True. I know plenty of couples where that would be the thing Mm -hmm. to sort of turn it around. You know, for you and I, there have been moments where we've been so exasperated or so just, you know, emotional that we just start laughing hysterically. And that is a repair attempt. Works for us. Yeah. And so that this is where I'll say, this is where you want to be that good student of your spouse and know what's going to go over well. Sometimes during a conflict, a repair attempt can be just touching your partner, mm-hmm. reaching over and, you know, kind of touching their hand or putting your hand on their leg or something as if to say, you know, look, we're we're together on this, you know, let's. Yeah, that's a big deal 
in our that's when you do that with me uh-huh. that helps me a lot yeah. to, to get it dials down the temperature by uh, removing defensiveness from me. Yeah, we had a couple not long ago say we were talking about repair attempts and she said I really just feel like if he would just come and hold me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that'll work at your house. That won't work at my house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the last thing I want is for Brett to come and hold me while I'm upset. Not in that moment. <laughs> Not in that moment, right. no. Something like some sort of reassurance. Mm-hmm. You know, as I feel like we're getting a little defensive here or we're getting upset, but I just want you to know we're on the same team. You yeah. know, Team Hurst or... Some, some kind of reminder that we're in this together. Yes, even like some kind of an affirmation, mm-hmm. even something like as silly as like, you know what, you're making a great point. Right. Let me just say this, you know, and th- even those little things. Or I appreciate you trying. Uh-huh. You know, you're not being condescending when you uh-huh. say that. So you got to be careful how you uh-huh. say that kind of a phrase. Yeah, exactly. But but just acknowledgement, you know, that uh, I know I know you're really trying to take care of me, and I really appreciate it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. And then even something it's like just finding a common ground mm-hmm. while you're disagreeing on something, you know, you might be able to say something like, look, I, I think we're trying to get to the same goal. Right. We're just kind of going at it at different, you know, ways. Let's figure out how we can get on the same page yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that's real good. And then some examples of how to do a major repair attempt, which is what I would call kind of after the heated battle. You've already had your kind of conflict and conversation. Yeah, and maybe you've even gone your separate ways or, you know, and now you've got to come back and you've got to fix it, Mm -hmm. right? I feel like coming together and, you know, being able to kind of describe how you were feeling in that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, if I was feeling attacked or if I was feeling afraid or you know, if I had some anxiety that was bubbling up in that moment, it would be important for me to express that. Yeah, and for us, this works better hours later, maybe mm-hmm. even like the next morning or something like that. Yeah, because honestly, not everyone's great at being able to tap into what they're feeling in the moment. They just get mad mm-hmm. or they get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Flooded. And it's not, yeah, and it's not sometimes until later that they can go, okay, what I was feeling in that moment was, you know, blank. Eggs. right. Right. Yeah. I think something else you can do after, after a battle is to try to explain your perspective without blaming your partner. I think that's helpful. Yeah. It's communication. Th- again, and that sometimes is more helpful to talk about when things are calm and you're not in the heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. Now, we know couples that are always trying to explain their perspective mm-hmm. to to the place of exhausting their partner. Right. Because their partner feels like, you're never listening to me. You're just always trying to explain your point of view. Right, right. So this is important that you make sure there's equal space that both people can say, okay, here's where I was kind of coming from, Mm -hmm. you know, da-da-da-da. Then I think the hugest piece is, hugest? Is that a word? (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) To take responsibility for your own behavior in the conversation. Right, Have, have an air of humility. Absolutely, to be able to say, you know what? I should not have said that or mm-hmm. I should not have blown up at you. I was wrong. I think there's few things that can uh, help the process move forward 
more yes. than than just being humble and gracious with one another. Yeah. And you know, it's the it's the most powerful thing, Brett. You and I have talked about this a million times when we sit down with couples and we've even experienced this in our own marriage is people are so afraid of having to say, "I'm sorry I was wrong. Will mm-hmm. you forgive me?" And yet that is the most powerful mm-hmm. thing of drawing your partner mm-hmm. in even because very, very few people, I mean, I guess if someone's just really full of resentment and can't stand you, <laughs> they might steamroll over you and be like, you know, make you pay for apologizing. Yeah. I mean, to your point, to overgeneralize when you're refusing to apologize or humble yourself or whatever, you're staying distant, maybe even moving away. Mm-hmm. But if you move in that direction, you're moving toward yeah. that person. That's what Gottman's research shows more than anything else, that the master couples, the the couples that are successful in marriage move towards each other towards well each and other. often. Yeah. And sometimes or often moving toward the other person means I've got to say I was wrong. Right. You know, that's a powerful thing. Right. And then finally, what I would say is part of a major repair attempt after the battle is to decide how you want to show up better next time. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we can come up with the ways we want to respond better when we're outside of that heat of the moment. Mm -hmm. You know, in fact, oftentimes we'll sit with couples and we'll suggest to them, okay, how could that have gone differently? You know, what if you had come in and just said this? Or what if you had just asked this question? Would that have made a difference? Would that have made a difference? And more times than not, the couple will go, yep, we would have been in a totally different place if I had said that Mm -hmm. or if I had tried that. So you decide how you want to show up better next time. But it's not just verbally articulating that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's got to be some real action. You got to practice it. Yeah, you got to put it in motion. And that... Is this is really critical? I think there's got to be so much grace built in from both sides of that. Mm-hmm. There's got to be the grace of being committed. If you're the person that's going to show up better the next time, mm-hmm. to not just saying it but following through with what you said. Yeah. And then the person on the other end that might be in a posture of, well, I'll believe it when I see it, to dial that down. And say, okay, I want to help you do that, mm-hmm. you know, for us. Yeah. Not so that I can be the 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 great Lord judger of mm-hmm. how you're doing. Yeah, exactly. No, it, it goes back to the Gottman's research in that the recipient of this is is crucial. Yeah. You know, to how it goes down. They can't be passive in yeah. the process. They have to be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, the repair attempt really almost as much as anything is where you find out that marriage is a two-way street Mm -hmm. because really one can't exist without the other. Yeah, and I want to go back to the humility thing that we were talking about. You're saying how how virtually all of us struggle with that Uh most of the time. I mean, it's because it's human nature. Mm -hmm. I think, back to grace again, we we need prayer. We need to Mm -hmm. be in a prayerful posture every day of our lives Mm -hmm. so that we can do those things and move into those things that don't come natural for us. Yeah. You know, we need some kind of supernatural help. Yeah, for sure. To to go against, you know, what our natural defaults are. Yeah. I mean, I guess there are couples without prayer who do marriage well, but I don't know too many of them. Yeah. (laughs) 
I don't know how they do it, but bully for them. One thing I will say that's just an extra, you know, take this as two cents advice, but one thing that I don't think ever works as a repair attempt is for someone to tell the other person to calm down. (laughs) Right. I just... Calm down. You're irrational. Yeah. It does. I, I wonder if those words have ever made anyone calm down. Yeah. I, I don't think, I think it just makes people furious, you know, so for whatever it's worth, take, take that two cents. And, but as we've said before, it's never about whether you will argue, yeah. you will. You're going to argue. You're going to argue. It's yeah. about how you do it. Mm-hmm. And, and the behavior that and happens around And the behavior that, that goes around it. Right. Yeah. And repair attempts will significantly reduce your argument hangovers. In other words, you'll get back to zero to baseline Mm -hmm. much quicker with good repair attempts. And to echo what you said earlier, Brett, and again, this goes back to the research, the friendship piece Mm -hmm. is huge. Mm -hmm. If couples aren't really good friends, Mm -hmm. repair attempts may not fly very well. The friendship piece is crucial. Right. Because when you care about your friend, you don't want resentment to build up. You don't want things to get negative. I think that's a podcast episode because that that needs some amplification. The friendship? Yeah. I mean, I don't think we talk about that enough. Well, we just have to do an episode <laughs> on that. Got your appetite <laughs> whetted. Wedded. <laughs> well, if you'd like to contact us, you can find us at marriagetothemax.org. And if you're enjoying Marriage to the Max, help us keep it going by supporting Home Encouragement. Just go to homeencouragement.org and click the donate button. Any amount will help. Well, we would also be thrilled if you would rate us and write a review on whichever podcast platform you're listening to. That helps a lot more people find marriage to the max. Well, again, thanks for listening today. And until next time, remember, healthy marriage, healthy world. God bless y'all.